Thanks for listening to the ODI podcast, where we bring you inspiring stories of data uses and impacts around the world. I'm Anna Scott, and today I'm talking to Lucy Crompton-Reed, CEO of Wikimedia UK. Dedicated to promoting open knowledge, Wikimedia UK supports volunteer Wikipedia editors and contributors and works with institutions to improve the quality of Wikipedia content. Lucy joins me here to talk about her experience engaging people to develop and build on open knowledge platforms. This podcast is the first in our Women in Data series, and this episode will focus on the issue of women's representation in Wikipedia, both in terms of back-end editorial processes and the front-end bias of information. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. To get us started, tell us a bit about your career path. Okay, thank you. So I do come to Wikimedia UK from a from a rather untechnical background. Most of my working life has been spent in the arts and culture, but also with some roles in the in the wider voluntary sector and in the public sector, with a particular emphasis on participation and learning and outreach. And that has extended actually through to arts engagement and outreach and also political engagement. Um, I was a, the head of outreach of the House of Lords for a while. So I think I've had you know, I've had quite an eclectic career, to be honest, um, but I hope that it's given me a set of skills and experiences um, that I can draw on in my, in my current role. Um, and actually, I think regardless of the sector you're working in, quite a lot of the issues that you face tend to be the same. Well, yeah, so you're, you're the first guest in our Women in Data series. Um, for you, what are the key sort of gender-related issues that you've come across in your career so far? I, I think this is a really interesting question, and I think there's two things. One is that often any kind of discrimination or bias can be quite invisible. Um, so there's an extent to which I don't know. I mean, there may be jobs I didn't get because there was a guy, and for some reason he got it. I really don't know, and I, I don't want to sort of... Um, claim that that's happened. I would say there have been some quite subtle things that have happened to me. I would say that not only being a woman, but being a working mum has had a particular impact. Um, I would say that by and large, I haven't experienced gender-related issues. And, and what really, really saddens me is that I think when there have been issues, actually often that's been from other women and not from men. Is there any kind of advice you would give other women in, in the workplace in terms of supporting one another? Absolutely. I mean, I feel as somebody who is you know, a leader um, that I have an absolute responsibility to sort of model various things. I think I have a responsibility to model a good work-life balance and I have a responsibility to support and encourage any staff that are junior to me. But I think it would be fair to say I have a particular emphasis, I suppose, on, on women and supporting women sort of coming up through the ranks because, you know, the glass ceiling might have been raised, but it still exists. I am very passionate about equal opportunities and, and women being able to make their mark. And also, I genuinely feel that as a society, we, we all benefit from women doing well. It's not just women who benefit, it's the whole society benefits um, and the whole... Um, business sector and the public sector, they all benefit from having women in senior leadership positions because we do things differently and we look at things differently. And there does need to be that multiplicity of views and ways of thinking running right the way through an organisation, including at senior leadership levels. Lucy, we're here today to talk primarily about Wikimedia UK, which supports volunteer Wikipedia editors and contributors. What kinds of things do you do to engage and support these volunteers? Thank you. Yes. So um, at Wikimedia UK, we actually have three major programs. The first of those is the community program, which I'll talk about in a bit more detail. But the other two programs are our partnerships program and our advocacy. Um, so we work in partnership with the cultural and education sectors and beyond to unlock content um, and to enable people to access the world's knowledge and information. 
And our advocacy program really is focused on, on raising the profile of open knowledge and increasing understanding of why it's important. But to come back to your original question, which is about our community, we, we run a whole range of different events, different projects, different initiatives. We have small grants for Wikipedia editors who want to tackle specific content gaps, for example. We run writing competitions. We are really committed to the principle of embedding volunteers into the day-to-day -day work of our organization as well. So we have volunteers who sit on an evaluation panel, so they make decisions about which projects and programs will be supported. Um, and we try and identify different opportunities for volunteers, both offline um, in the real world, so that might be about speaking at an event about Wikipedia, and also online in terms of editing the Wikimedia projects. And we're here also to talk about the gender gap, which has been relatively well documented in terms of women's participation on Wikipedia. A 2010 Wikimedia Foundation study found that more than 90% of its editors were male. Is that correct? And what do you make of this? Um, unfortunately, I'm not in a position to say exactly whether that's correct, because one of the issues with actually getting hold of that data and making sure that it's really robust is that much of this sampling is done through self-selecting surveys and those are to, to some degree inherently biased and unreliable. There are varying percentages that have been touted as being possible. The lowest I think I've seen is 8% and the highest is 27%. The, we usually talk about it being about 15%, and it is a bit of a guesstimate, it has to be said. What we do know is that undoubtedly there are significantly fewer women editors, and it doesn't appear that that gap is closing, or at least certainly not in any meaningful way. Mm. Have you observed that there are fewer women who proactively seek to become editors in the first place, or do you think this happens somewhere later in the process to discourage them? There is... There is quite a lot of research about this, but to paraphrase, I would say that it is, a, it is a combination of both of those things. Women are not, for a whole host of reasons, they're not as likely to become contributors to the website, despite the fact that there is a pretty even gender split in terms of users of the site and the other um, Wikimedia projects. So there are barriers before people have even started to contribute, but it is also the case that sometimes women sign up and they become editors, but again, for, for a host of possibly different reasons, they don't stay. And what's Wikipedia doing to try and counter that discrepancy between the number of male and female editors? So Wikipedia is essentially, it's, it's a community. There are tens of thousands of editors around the world. And there are actually a whole host of projects and initiatives that have been developed, often at that community editor level, to try and address the gender gap. Um, and the gender gap exists both in terms of the contributors and the editors, but also in something that is related but not exactly the same, but also in terms of the actual content on the site being skewed towards towards men. So there are lots of different initiatives. I um, Women in Red springs to mind, which is particularly looking at content gaps um, around notable women and biographies. There's the Gender Gap Task Force, um, the Wikimedia Foundation, which is the non-profit charity based in the States that controls Wikipedia, uh, well, controls it in the sense of own, owns it and runs the servers and all of those things. They have run a number of gender-based projects, including the Inspire campaign that they launched last year, which supported different local level projects that are trying to address the gender gap. So lots, lots is being done. I think some of those individual projects will have reaped particular benefits and results, but it's hard to see globally and collectively um, how this issue can be tackled. You mentioned that female editors tend to drop off and maybe don't stay as editors after a while. Why do you think that is? 
Well, I think there are a whole um, whole heap of complex reasons why that might happen in any particular instance. But there is um, a sense that there are three key reasons why that happens. And those are conflict, confidence, and collaboration. So the first thing is that actually it is quite a high conflict environment. You're having to not only make, an, make a contribution, but also sort of defend that and say why that, that needs to stay. And I think for some women, probably for some men as well, that, has, that feels quite alienating and a bit hostile. The second thing is that actually experts suggest uh, that men and women feel quite differently about their own expertise and about their ability to contribute and the value of that contribution. And so, you know, if we're generalizing, men find it more motivating to assert their own opinion and have more, give more value to their own contribution regardless actually of their abilities and knowledge, whereas women are much more likely to be circumspect, I suppose, about what they can contribute and value it less. And then the third reason um, is, is collaboration and criticism. Women, again, this is speaking very generally, but women like to collaborate um, in a way that is quite iterative and supportive. So um, sort of sharing and developing work together, whereas the nature of Wikipedia editing, although it is a collaborative act because it is the collective creation of knowledge, that editing of knowledge doesn't generally happen synchronously. And so it can feel a little bit more like you're modifying and editing someone's work and you might be deleting someone's work. And women often dislike editing or modifying other people's work and prefer to act in a more collaborative way. That's really interesting. I've heard people claim that women's contributions on Wikipedia tend to get re-edited more often than men's. I'm not sure if that's true or not, or whether you can even take that data from somewhere, but have you heard that kind of claim? I have heard that claim. Um, it's what's called reversion. So, you know, you make an edit and then it gets reverted. I have to say, I genuinely don't know whether the data exists to support that claim. I mean, if it, if it does exist, then obviously that's saying something very particular about the way that community works. But I'm not quite sure, if I'm honest. So something that concerns me in these kinds of discussions is that often women are portrayed as, as lacking confidence. And that's partly the reason why there's a lack of representation on Wikipedia and other kinds of platforms uh, for women. Is this something that you think might entrench the issue or the assumption or... Do you think it's it's useful in forging solutions? That's a very interesting question. I think, firstly, this is very specific research, and it's it's not saying that women are less confident than men per se. It's saying very specifically that women are less confident when it comes to sharing their expertise. And I, I make that a distinction because um, I do think it's important not to come to the conclusion that women are less confident, sort of frail creatures who can't possibly edit because they don't know their own value. But uh, this is something that has been backed up by the research that's been done. And and therefore, we need to acknowledge that. It doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't challenge it. But I think we need to acknowledge that there are these issues and that these reflect fundamental differences in the way that men and women work and the way in which men and women operate. And one of the things that, that I've been aware of looking through this research and, and, and considering this issue is the fact that it's, it's therefore all about women and women's behavior um, rather than really focusing on culture and community. And I think that's where we need to start. So not from the basis that, well, women's way of working doesn't quite fit this model, 
but actually thinking about the model and how it can be properly inclusive and accessible and open and welcoming to both men and women. You're listening to the ODI podcast, covering inspiring stories of data use and impacts around the world. If you're passionate about data and its potential, why not join our global network as an ODI member? If you want to learn more about data in all its forms and how to make the best of it, we hold diverse interactive training courses and events. Find out more at theodi.org or tweet us at ODIHQ. I'm Anna Scott, and today I'm talking to Lucy Crompton-Reed, CEO of Wikimedia UK. Do you have any particular advice that you give a woman like me, for example, who has never edited on Wikipedia but would like to? I think just try it. And I think for, you know, some some women do find that it's it's not an environment that feels right to them, but thousands and thousands of women love editing and and have done have made huge contributions to the encyclopedia. So in in raising this issue of a gender gap, the last thing that I would want to do is is put people off from the very idea of editing. That's the absolute opposite of what I'm trying to do. Um, and I think the more women like you who feel that they're able to to contribute and and want to just start somewhere, well, just start somewhere. I mean, if there's something you're particularly interested in that you have a bit of knowledge about, have a look at the articles that you find. Just see if there's areas where you think you could improve it. And I mean, one thing I would say is that, you know, reversions are absolutely inevitable, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, when you first start editing, because it is about learning a particular way and a particular style. But that's okay, I think. And it's about having the courage to to just give it a try and see what happens and not feeling in any way hidebound by your gender. Absolutely not. So as far as I understand it, Wikimedia UK have other projects that they're working on in terms of encouraging people to edit and participate on Wikipedia. Could you tell us a bit about those? Yes, so Wikimedia UK, as I said, one of our programmes is is around community. And as part of that, we run physical events, by which I mean people actually in a space, but also working online at the same time. And we call these, within the wider Wikimedia movement, these are called editathons. And we run a lot of those actually with a particular focus on, on women's issues. So for example, during Ada Lovelace Day, which is in October, we ran a whole series of events last October in, in Oxford, which were attended by a mixture of genders, but, but frankly, mainly women. And we, we do whole, all sorts of different events. We just participated in Art and Feminism in March, and we ran events in a whole number of leading cultural institutions. And we ran editathons at those which were specifically about generating better quality and quantity coverage of women artists and women in the arts. I mean, our events are not just focused on women, of course, because we're trying to appeal to all sorts of people who might want to edit and engage with the community. But we do have a particular focus on trying to encourage people who maybe wouldn't take that first step without being involved in something like an event where you can ask a trainer you know, very specific questions, you can get hands-on learning in terms of how to edit Wikipedia. Other things that we do, we give out small project grants to people who want to address particular content gaps. We have different sorts of events where we're bringing people together. We run writing competitions and, and those are great because they help us to achieve both additional coverage and address content issues, but also encourage editors and new editors and and rejuvenate people who maybe haven't edited for a while. So there are a whole range of things that we do and we're always open to more ideas from from our volunteers and from our members um, for suggestions for how to engage more people with the Wikimedia movement. As well as the back-end bias that we've talked about, uh, much has been said of the front-end bias of information where Wikipedia entries for female experts in certain areas or subject areas of specific interest to women 
are not covered as, as well as those of interest to men. Do you think the two are directly linked? I, I think yes, <laughs> to be honest. You know, I think if you, if you say, well, perhaps roughly 15% of editors are women, and then you say, well, about 15% of the biographies on the Wikipedia are of women, there's not a clear numeric correlation, but there's a clear link between the fact that women ultimately are probably more likely to write about issues that are of importance to women. Now, that's not to say that there aren't many, 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 many thousands of male editors who are writing about women's issues, who are writing about prominent women, who are writing biographies. You know, there are many of those of those editors, and I absolutely applaud them. I think very, very little of this is about any sort of conscious bias. It is about our unconscious bias. And that's why I think ultimately in order to address the content gap, as well as bringing the traditional, if you like, body of male editors along with us in that mission, we also need to get more women on there. Lucy, for those of us who are now more aware of the gender bias on Wikipedia, what kind of advice would you give us to try and counter the problem? I think what's key is, is having that awareness that it exists. And then I think people, both male and female editors, will be much more attuned to it, will look out for it and will want to address it. I feel like I want to make the point at this stage that the gender gap exists on Wikimedia because of the gender gap in the wider world. This does not happen in isolation. And in many ways, actually, the Wikimedia movement is, is at least trying to take great leaps and bounds in terms of addressing it. Um, I mean, what's been interesting recently with the electioneering going on over the country in the past few weeks is that you've seen what might traditionally be considered to be women's issues, so issues around the gender pay gap, childcare, um, and so on, that have been raised by the Women's Equality Party, for example, being picked up on um, by some of the more mainstream parties. And that in itself is interesting. I think if we can change the tide so that actually things aren't women's issues, they are just human issues. And whether that's about childcare or whether it's about the gender pay gap, we need more men. And I think many men do feel very strongly and passionately about this, but we need even more men to feel strongly and passionately about this because it, it needs addressing and it needs changing. So to come back to Wikimedia, I think it's about people just having that awareness and acting responsively and responsibly in the edits that they, that they do on the site. This podcast is part of the launch of our Women in Data series at the ODI. Who inspires you most in promoting women's rights and opportunities? Well, there have probably been a number of people throughout my career, but... Really cheesily, I'm going to have to say that the person who most inspires me and supports me is my husband, who as a, a stay-at-home dad, primarily, is enabling me and empowering me to do what I'm doing in terms of my career and is looking after our son. And for me, that is really inspiring because it, it, it shows that gender issues and, and a sense of gender roles, I mean, that just doesn't exist in our family. There's a real fluidity in terms of how we support each other as partners. And I think that probably exists in... in many households around the country, but somehow it's not reflected in the rhetoric and it's not reflected in our sort of collective view of gender roles. And I would like to, I'd really like to aspire to a world in which in 20 years time, this conversation just isn't happening because it's not relevant. So let's, you know, let's cross our fingers for that. Absolutely, and that's a sentiment I share. Well, thank you so much, Lucy. It's been really great to talk to you. Thank you, it's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the ODI podcast. For more information about upcoming episodes, ODI projects, our latest blogs and how to contribute, visit theodi.org. If you ever have any questions or would like to say hi, you can tweet us at ODIHQ.